Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, and I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile. And by the way, if you want to find out more about us, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or drpatlive, drpatlive.com. You know, I mentioned uh, as we went out for the break, I mentioned that we had a guest joining us here today. We were talking with uh, with someone previously about impact and the impact we make on the world. And I'm going to introduce you to someone that is doing just that. My very special guest today, Claire Power Murphy, is joining me here today, a mother, a grandmother, uh, someone that uh, knows a lot about doors being shut, about people telling her things that aren't true, about stepping up and saying no this is not the way that this is going to be. And so, you know, I talk about fighting for the truth of who you are on this show. I do. I, we, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the crust busting principles, actually. Fighting for the truth of who you are. And Claire Power Murphy, of course, is that person. She's joining us here today as someone that you would never know. And her life has probably gone through more ups and downs than most. And she's joining us here today to talk about her story, to talk about what she's had to move beyond, and actually to come, become a voice for many, many, many people. Claire, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Dr. Pat. I got to ask you the question that I ask everybody because I know that there's so much for you to share. I, I, ask, I ask a question, uh, and this is it. You know, I've just read a little bit about who you are, but the question remains, you know, here you are in your life, you're on the show, you know, the book is winning awards, you're doing so many different things. And I, I think people, people want to know how you move beyond the obstacles in your life. You know, what obstacles did you have to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, my book, Preserve to Serve, is primarily autobiographical, and it chronicles a life which began in the South Bronx. I had no mom, and I grew up very tough, extremely malnourished. I can say that if you're in that condition, you may not even notice at that time what's missing in your life. I thought it was normal to be by myself, to have be a latchkey child before it ever became popular, and it was when I recognized what I had lost at about age 17, I found it difficult. But I never stopped learning, growing. I do believe that even though I didn't see him often, my father was a role model, because obviously without a woman around, he didn't have it easy either, but he continued to work. He continued to pay the hospital where my mom was confined 24-7, so we not only didn't have the woman, we didn't have the financial resources either, but it doesn't matter what you don't have. What matters is who you're in process of becoming, Mm. irregardless of circumstances. And that's one reason why I published Preserve to Serve, to offer hope to people irregardless of perception of what's wrong, which is primarily in our own minds. And then I had a very sick 
son named Charlie, and uh, he was given till age 19 to live. He had convulsions. He was hyper. He was retarded. And my first husband was dying at the time. And then I said, that's enough. And I turned everything around. I dramatically changed our lifestyle. Well, after that happened, my son was doing better in school. He was no longer hyper in his movements that seemed meaningless. He was no longer retarded in his schoolwork. It took a couple of years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I have all the records on this. And so he was no longer the social isolate. So the time that he remained on this simple, natural lifestyle, by the time he graduated from the eighth grade, he had awards in scholastics and also in citizenship. They go hand in hand, and we talk all the time about potential for humans. And preserve to serve shows how critical nutrition is to bringing out the best in all of us. So my daughter, who was low birth weight, high risk intensive care, um, removed from me because of this wonderful lifestyle, mind you. And for four months, she was held by the state. And when I got her back, she had been diagnosed with cerebral palsy and, quite honestly, was half dead. And the only reason why I was able to get her back is I turned this planet upside down. My baby is dying out there. Help, help. And I finally, and I'm very obviously persistent person, <laughs> I finally got the head You know of why? Because we were born in the Bronx. You're right. I'm telling you, there was there's something to be said about that. We can come back to that. We can come back to that. There is something to be said about being born on the streets, so to speak. But, you know, what you're talking about, I think your life is unprecedented. And I've interviewed a lot of people and yeah, thousands, actually. And, you know, I was so drawn in to how inspirational your journey is. It is. And quite honestly, if it wasn't for God watching over me, every single step of the way, I didn't know him through Mm -hmm. many. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the trials would have been easier for me had I known Jesus. But now that I do, I'm just getting stronger all the time. Three years ago, I was diagnosed with dementia, but obviously I don't have it. I have... I, I... simply believe in the power of food. You know, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said, let food be your medicine. Mm -hmm. And the doctors take the Hippocratic Oath. I am simply standing for what their father stated, (laughs) and I'm not taking away business. I am referring people for lab tests, and so actually giving business to medical people. And I also ask that people have doctors follow along with what's going on with them. I myself have a doctor. But when it comes to balancing blood chemistry, which is the key, yeah, yes, that, and that is what brought my daughter from such a very, very sickly state to improve every single year that she was home up until age 18. And <clears throat> that's all in the uh, scholastic records. And at 18, she graduated from LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and the Performing Arts with a scholarship in engineering physics. 
and a brown belt in karate. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I want to make sure our listeners understand the depth of what we're talking about. For those of you that are just tuned in, uh, Claire Murphy is joining me here today. The book Preserved to Serve is an award-winning book. And, you know, it is semi-autobiographical, but it is a story of faith and hope. And I, I wanted to take a minute because I wanted to talk about Lori for a minute. Because when, honestly, honestly, Claire, you know, when we say to people, yeah, you know, my child was born, she had some problems. This is not the case. This is the seriousness of what was going on with your newborn, the pain in her body. You know, this the fact that she had this disease, which I don't think any of us can even explain. I mean, did they honestly think she was going to live? I honestly don't know what they thought, and that is the truth. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for that. Uh I just know what they did, and I know what the results were not, and I know what natural lifestyle was able to accomplish. What we have here is the pendulum swinging from the low end of the spectrum at birth to improving for three months, and this is all chronicled in the book, Mm -hmm. and then slipping dramatically for four months when she was removed, taken right off the breast, whole dietary changed, everything that I had been doing for her, and I could only see her for a half hour a week. And then when she was returned to me, I had to slowly and lovingly raise her back up out of that condition. But it is a privilege to have experienced Mm -hmm. such a thing, looking back on it now, because I do know it works, especially for children, and I can honestly say the first year of life is critical to the condition that we spend the rest of our lives in. And when people really get hold of what's available now, what will our schools be looking like? You know, I was a teacher for many, many years, and there was such criticism of the quality of the children that were coming in. And I already knew that there were answers. I've been speaking for years, but finally I've been able to put out the book, not with evidence of the blood chemistry in my daughter, per se, because those records were shredded because it was a case, okay? But, I mean, I still have all the doctors and hospital records, so it's irrefutable evidence. But even that wasn't as powerful as my own blood test results. When I was in the hospital, I slipped the entire time across the boards, and the urinalysis as well, and when I was in the home. And then when it's only by the grace of God that I'm here, but I did get the the blood test results Mm -hmm. from when I left the hospital, Mm -hmm. and that's why I can put it out there, and everyone says, is it scientific? Hello, what is more scientific than your own lab test results? It's highly scientific, and the results are highly scientific, and it is what works. And it's been proven. All that remains now is what are we going to do about this new information well, for the planet? Exactly. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Because many of you know that I, I'm i on air regularly and I talk about natural healing. And, of course, you're going to hear Dr. Darvish tomorrow talk about her, her, her perception of the swine flu. But today, we're talking about a woman that overcame the foster care system, the health care system, and the legal system. When we come back, we're going to outline what this fight 
was about with my very special guest, Claire, Mur- per- Claire Murphy. We'll be right back. Sweat, gators getting close, has it In the world of Amelina, our commitment is to making the time spent with us an interlude to be remembered and treasured. The best gift is the gift of health. Give it to yourself and valued others. Amelina International Day Spas, located in downtown Seattle and Yakima Valley. Visit our website at amelina.com. That's spelled U-M-M-E-L-I-N-A dot com. Or call 206-624-1370. The Hotel Max introduces Seattle to an experience of art and luxury combined. It's the most artistic downtown Seattle hotel and is the perfect setting for business or pleasure. Hotel Max provides the platform for viewing emerging and established Seattle artists and photographers with more than 350 original paintings and photographs found throughout the hotel. At Hotel Max, you definitely know you're in Seattle. Visit HotelMaxSeattle.com. That's HotelMaxSeattle.com. Are you ready for balance and wellness? Daisy Thompson at Northwest Healing Studio is a nationally known energy intuitive and Reiki master. By repatterning your energy structure, Daisy can help you make the changes you need to start attracting the life you want to experience. If you live with depression, anxiety, illness, pain, or stress, call Daisy at 206-550-8469 and begin to realize your true path in life. Visit NorthwestHealingStudio.com. Join Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis on Sundays at noon as metaphysical mother and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives. She serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader, and more. Get your free on-air readings with Robin Alexis every Sunday at noon. And now hear rebroadcasts of Mystic Radio Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150. New Spirit Journal helps readers create abundance in all areas of their lives. Their articles don't just talk about theories that sound nice. They give you practical information you can use to turn those theories into practice. Available at over 500 locations in Washington and Idaho, New Spirit Journal is more than just a newspaper. It's your guide to the life you want to live. New Spirit Journal can also be read online at NewSpiritJournal.com. Hi, I'm Bettina Carey, founder of Women in Small Biz shows and events. And I may be only 4 feet 9 and a half, but what I do is big. Dream big, break through, and connect with powerful women just like you. Jump into action and gain a powerful new attitude in business, leadership, and life. Join us at the second annual Women's Empowerment Summit where women of real power unite. June 12th and 13th at the W. Seattle Hotel. Register today at womensempowermentsummit.com. Sponsored by Money Tree. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Any of you out there wondering about if you're, if you're getting the right answers, are you being told, do you intuitively know to do something different? Well, if you take a look at the journey, the journey that Claire Power Murphy went on and her book, 
which we are, you know, we're talking about preserved to serve and the story we're telling, you will understand that each and every one of us are faced with decisions every day about our health, our well-being. And we have to fight sometimes to get the information, to get the things out there, to say, to save our children, to, to, to save ourselves. And so I am here with a woman that not only battled the healthcare systems, and honestly, a healthcare system that is not as progressive as we are out here, a healthcare system that pretty much wanted to just annihilate her. And Claire, I want to talk about that. People listening to the show, I think they get a sense that you had a misdiagnosis, your daughter had a misdiagnosis, but I don't think they get a, a sense of the legal battle that you, you went into and what you, you, what you encountered there, and you still didn't give up. Yes. Well, <clears throat> when I brought my very sick little baby home from the hospital after she had been in intensive care for a couple of days, I proceeded to use all the natural remedies and techniques which I had used on my son and brought him out of his hyperactivity and his retardation. And so <clears throat> in three months' time... She had improved so much, but her weight wasn't high enough for the average American child's chart. That was the only thing that was not correct. But at two months, a doctor had seen her a pediatrician in Maine. <clears throat> and so I had a number of doctors watching over this situation. Her hemoglobin was improving. Her abilities were improving. And then someone recommended a doctor in Manhattan. And so I said, okay, we'll try that one. Part of my mistake was running to all these doctors. I was doing all that I could for the baby. The baby was improving, but I always thought, is there more? Is there more? And so this doctor, it turned out, when we found out in court, wasn't even yet a full pediatrician. And she didn't like the weight, and so she called me and said she was going to notify special services for children, and I begged her not to. I told her the attending physician, his name, gave the number. She didn't listen to me. The whole saga that I endured was that people did not listen. And so then I got a call from Protective Services. We're coming to get your baby. Mm. That was exactly what was said to me by a person who was brand new on the job. I said, may I please speak to your supervisor? It was critical. Uh, he's busy. Um, <clears throat> so they were going to come and remove her, and I taught in the same neighborhood. I said, we can't do that. So I agreed to meet the hospital. My first instinct was to run, but we didn't have money, and where was I going with a sick baby still and all of that? So we did go. To, I went to the hospital, and <clears throat> I tried to explain to the attending physician uh, that check your own records here in the hospitals to the condition this child was in at birth. She's greatly improved. He didn't speak English well, and he looked at me slightly sympathetic, but he looked around at the crowd of, of women nurses who were all casting daggers at me. Mm. And so <clears throat> someone from special services took the baby and was walking out of the room with Lori, and Lori was over her shoulder. And Lori, at three months, was astute enough to look at me with a quizzical look. Mm. What's going on 
mom, oh. and I was told. Oh my God! I can, I'm gonna. I can't imagine this. Well, yes. Well, you could notice in my voice, I'm still not fully over that entire situation and the crust, as you call it. But I've come a long way. It's a miracle that I've survived these things. And so I was told as of two minutes ago, your baby is not your baby. She belongs to the state. Flat out. So I got finally a local attorney. Nobody wanted to touch a case with a baby involved. But he came into the family court. What I didn't realize is it's a closed deal. There is no jury. He knew the judge. He played golf with the head of pediatrics at the hospital. And the book shows over and over again how records were fudged, okay? And so that baby was being railroaded, and we were never going to see her again. And there were naturopaths breaking down the doors of the hospital, and they refused admittance. We were told um, uh, this, this is not something that anything can be done about. Her foster care mother was complaining she was getting too sickly. She cried too much. She was too difficult to handle. Okay? So that's when I, here's the persistence. I, I called everyone all over the world, and I got the head of the Criminal Lawyers Association of the United States. That's how much I love my baby. Mm. I didn't care if I went in hock for the rest of my life. I needed to have her so that I could help her. And so he went over all the records with his apprentice, who's still alive, and the head of the, uh, of the um, preventive medicine worldwide, the president of the International Academy of Preventive Medicine, came into the courtroom with a leading pediatrician, and they testified that a mistake had been made. And <clears throat> Dr. D, as I called him, said he took full responsibility for that baby, for me, and for everything that I was doing for her. Mm. We were kicked upstairs. All of a sudden, we were mm. honored before I was called every name. I know. I know. I know. I mean, this is the battle that you've taken on. I, I love your tenacity. And I love that you're now a spokesperson. You know, I've shared a lot of stories. And Claire, let's make sure everybody has your website. For those of you that want to find out more, that want to get a copy of the book, go to www.preservedtoserve.com, preservedtoserve.com, or go to the Dr. Pat website, and you'll be able to click on on Clara's name and get more information. You, you know, there are so many, so many areas that we could point to where we really need what I call a grassroots intervention. Because if we don't do kind of what you're doing, it's just not going to stop. Yes. And the good news is that the Self-Rejuvenation Center Mm -hmm. that I'm the director of Mm -hmm. can help people who are experiencing problems on any level, and I'll tell you why Mm -hmm. we can do such a good job, is because I've experienced most of these personally myself. I can relate to people where they're at. I can give them the confidence to change. I can help them wean. We have a a team of people who will share hands-on, all in love, as opposed to this tragic, dramatic happening in Mm. my life and as you say in other people's lives as well 
Well, I want to thank you for joining us here today. And uh, I know you're doing a lot with the Self-Rejuvenation Center. And, you know, I want to make sure we bring you back. I know you've got a new website coming up and much more. Mm. Because honestly, Claire, you know, I'll tell you, my heart goes out to you. And I so honor, I so honor your willingness to put yourself out there, to put mm-hmm. yourself at at risk in You're a right. lot of ways. I know. To take care of so many. You truly, you truly are much. a blessing. I had to tell you, truly are, truly are a blessing. I hope somebody gives you an award. I know they gave the book an award. Um, and <laughs> thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay tuned, everyone. Don't touch that dial. Uh, we're going to be coming right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Make sure you take down our toll-free number. We've got Linda Dickinson in the house. It is her debut show, and we are opening up those phone lines. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.